This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're a heartbreaker, dream maker, love taker, don't you mess around with me. You're a heartbreaker, dream taker, oh wait, dream maker, love taker, don't you mess around, no, no, no. Wow, honestly, I should be new Pat Benatar. What an incredible song, Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar. I feel so thrilled that I got to start my day singing that song, and that my listeners get to listen to me singing that song, because you're wondering, whoa, 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 okay, you're singing Pat Benatar. What year are we in? Well, I'm here to tell you we are in the year 1983. We are back to the 80s, probably a time that I really, really am jealous of that I didn't get to go through as, like, a teen in, or go experience my 20s in. And we'll get, we'll get to my feelings about that when I introduce my fabulous guest. So just to let you guys know what was happening in pop culture in 1983, I'll tell you. Flashdance, okay, came out in 1983, huge. Trading Places, huge. The A-Team, insane. I know that we're not supposed to talk about this person, but I gotta say, Billie Jean came out by Michael Jackson. And then I know, well, we can, we can bleep the name. Tootsie, <laughs> Tootsie, I say choking, Tootsie! Tootsie's huge! National Lampoon's vacation. I mean, Chevy Chase, we can't get enough of the guy. And then, of course, Fraggle Rock. And how can we forget Ronald Reagan was the prez? You know, a lot was going on. And I'm just gonna, I just wanna say one more thing. It's a song that I love, Down Under by Men at Work, was also number two on the charts for the entire year of 1983. And where were we in 1983 when we were listening to Welcome to the Land Down Under? We were in Tallahassee, Florida. And who are we? We are the, this is actually a huge episode for us, uh, senior superlatives, because I have the one and only Cheryl Hines here. Hello. I am freaking out. Same. (laughs) I am also freaking out. I am freaking out because I am a huge crazy fan. And when Tevi texted me yesterday being like, Cheryl is going to come on the show, I crashed my car. (laughs) (laughs) Crashed my car. I couldn't believe it. I'm so thrilled. I'm I'm just so happy to be here. I love that you're talking about high school because it is, it's oddly so important. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, not, not as important. important as you think I know. it is. It's kind of that interesting little cocktail of like. Yeah. But when you're in it, you oh. cannot see the difference. Well, that's what I said. I said this on last week's episode that best friendship in high school, relationships in high school, love in high school, those things are like blood oaths. They are that real. They are, are stronger real. than yeah. marriage. Yeah. They're, they're real. They're yeah. strong. And uh, and you're you're really feeling it, mm-hmm. and I think that's the hard thing for adults to keep in mind and understand, because even though you're feeling these feelings that are sophisticated and very strong, you're also 
like very upset mm. if you don't have Captain Crunch and somebody put the cereal box back in the pantry and yes. it's empty <laughs> and now you're going to be late for school yeah. and that's not fair. Yeah. And it's like, it seems as an as a, a teenager, sometimes you present that problem on the same plane as a real problem. Yes. So parents are like, me, Louie. Yeah. But you get crisscrossed. You don't know you where your Chris, prior, yeah, you priorities gotta, are. You have to manage your... Um, feelings yes. and what you want people to know is important to you. Yes. Which is not easy. No, it's not. No. So when you were in high school, I have to know, what was going on with you? What were you like? What was your high school like? Were you, because I'm getting, and people get this, people look at me yes. because I'm obviously so stunning and perfect. Yes, of course. And people think, <laughs> yes. Greta, you were popular. Yeah, and I say, be. no, no. No. But when I look at you, I think, Cheryl, you were popular. So popular. Um, <clears throat> I was a bit of a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Uh, I went to a very big high school. So my, well, what I consider big. My, I think our senior, I think my uh, graduating class was like 500 or I mean, that's big. That's big. I consider that big. I mean, I think our whole school is like 2,000 or something. That's, that's, that's like big. bigger than Sarah Lawrence College. <laughs> yeah. That's so a it huge was school. It's public school. Um, my parents got divorced when I was in ninth grade. Mm. Um, was that hard for you? It <laughs> me was, being a full therapist was that hard was, for you? <laughs> um, it wasn't easy, mm. but not for the reasons that people might think. I mean, everybody has their own yeah. experience with it. But my family, we didn't have much money. Um, I had two brothers and a sister, and we needed to divide up. The kids needed to divide up. And so my sister and I went with my dad. Hmm. My brothers went with my mom. And then my and then my my freshman year, I were, my sister and I were living in a weird little apartment with my dad who was never home. Hmm. And it was just like, you know, what's happening? Right. Who's in charge of groceries? Right. And, you know, there were like boxes. I don't think we ever really unpacked. It was just weird. You like know, a little mayhem. It was a little mayhem. But, um, but so, so when I went to school, it was like this great escape for mm. me. And I loved high school. Um, but I, I didn't realize until my senior year that I think people did perceive me as having, I don't know, this great mm. life with, you know, money or whatever. Because that's what I thought about other people, right. you know. But I think I was right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you were. You and, were I was, right. and I was right. <laughs> um, but I, was I popular uh, in my own way? Mm. I was on the softball team. Were you good? No, I was terrible. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was so terrible. My sister is is two uh, two years older than me, older than me, and she so she was a junior when I was a freshman. And she said, Cheryl, you don't want to take regular PE like that. You will hate it. So just sign up for the softball team. My sister was an amazing <laughs> athlete. She was amazing. She said, sign up for the softball team. You'll never have to play. You'll sit on the bench. And I was like, done and done. Yes. I was on the softball team. I did sit on the bench. One of my jobs was one of the girls, the seniors had a baby. Whoa. And so when she was up at bat or in the field, I would hold her baby. 
Oh my God. And um, I would lead all the chants, you know, like <laughs> once around first and once around second while I'm cradling the baby. And, <laughs> oh um, my God. I Are had... you like 14? Yes, I was 14. <laughs> and I had the best time. And um, I was also, my freshman year, I, I tried out for cheerleading and I made it, um, which was interesting because I I had a few friends on that cheerleading squad but most of them I didn't really connect with Mm. that that well Mm -hmm. and so I remember one time there was a very heated fight among the cheerleaders scary about if we're wearing bobby socks or knee socks (laughs) and I was like is this really is this really what's happening and what side were you on I don't eat. I was like, I don't give a flying ball. Whatever you guys want to decide. Nobody in this high school cares if we're wearing knee socks or bobby socks. So there was part of it that was just, they all, the girl, the cheerleaders thought that everybody was so focused on us. Mm. And then I would go home and my brother, my older brother was a senior and um, he was happy to tell me, Nobody goes to the football games to watch the cheerleaders. (laughs) And it was a tradition at my high school. Don't ask me why. Um, During the, um, we would have like pep rallies or um, what were they called? When people had, the the students had to go and they had to watch whatever you were putting on. Like pep rallies or um, it's like the students would gather before a game, right? Yeah, but this was mandatory. Like during school, you must go watch this pep rally. It was a pep rally, I think. Yeah. Because it happens during school days. Right. And you need to go to the gym or something. Right. Right. But it was also like they would do it for if you – if we had a play presentation or something. Oh. Uh, It'll come to me. Anyway, one of the traditions was they would divide up the classes because the school was so big. So we'd have freshmen and and, um, sophomores would come watch the thing, pep rally, and then the juniors and seniors. And it was – um, the seniors, for whatever reason, well, both of them, juniors and seniors, when the freshman cheerleaders would come out, they would boo the entire time. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of humbling. <laughs> it was very. That's why I'm like, why are we worried about Bobby Sox? So, uh, but I remember my mom saying to my brother, well, I know that you don't boo your sister. And he's like, of course I do. <laughs> so it was humbling and it was like, okay. Do you remember any of the cheers? We had the worst <laughs> cheers. <laughs> One of our cheers was, and this made the faculty furious <laughs> because we go, the cheerleaders would say, wind it up. And all the boys would say, it's up. it's up and 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 the rest of the chair was uh i can boogie with you baby if you want to see me boogie all you got to do is wind me up Woo! (laughs) that was the cheer so um that was supposed to like boost morale for the game (laughs) yes and so my friend linda who was really good friend of mine and she was also on the squad we would make up our own cheers because our, the cheers were so <laughs> dumb. It's embarrassing. One of the cheers that we made up that really could have been a cheer was, hey, all right, all right. Hey, all right, all right. Hey, all right. Hey, all right. Hey, all right, all right. 
think and the girls were looking over and go, what? That's a good one. And we were like, it's not. I mean, it was just like, give me a red, give me a red, give me a red, red, red. Give me a white, give me a white, give me a white, white, white. Red, white, red, white. All right. Cheerleading that was a so... real one. That was a real one. <laughs> they really need to workshop these tears. We Nobody... need to get in touch with the school now and see. I would be so curious to see how you should, they're doing. You now. should write. You should be like, "Hi, it's one of your. It's Cheryl, probably one of your most successful and well-known alumni. Yes. I'm just calling curious. to check in on the cheer oh, team. How are the cheers coming along? <laughs> Did they ever improve? Besides, wind me up. It's up. <laughs> um, we didn't have cheerleading at my high school. That sounds appropriate. Well, I, well, you know, my high school was your high school bigger, big or small? My high school was small, private, progressive. It really mm. prided itself on being like a DC progressive. Mine was private the complete school. opposite of everything you just said. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and we like. I remember being like, "Why?" I just because I had a fantasy. I just wanted to wear the cheerleading outfit. Yeah. I didn't want to be a cheerleader. It's a I lot just of work. Wanted the look. Yeah, it's cute. It's very so cute. cute. Like that little skirt yes. and that little top. Yes. The little matching thing. Yes. And I remember knowing that my school, it like was like against everything that they stood for. <laughs> you know, like it it is demeaning. Uh-huh. It is sexist. <laughs> it is like all of these things. And I was like, well, what about the girlies that want to be cheering? Right. Because it actually. I mean, cheerleaders get a bad rap, but it it does take a lot of skill, especially when you're doing gymnastics oh my along God. with it, and you're standing for the whole game, you yeah. guys. <laughs> no matter the what the weather game. is, you have to wear that dumb outfit. <laughs> but um, so I did that, and then I also was in chorus mm. and drama, and that's it. Did you love him? Did you love chorus? Oh, Did you love chorus drama? Chorus and drama. That was my, you know, those were my people. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting kicked off of the cheerleading squad. What, why? Well, if you had three bad citizenship grades. Oh, my God. It was like conduct grades. I was going to say class. that it's a police state. At I your... like that we're called, they were called <laughs> citizenship. So if you were late to class or if you talked during class, then I did, then you would get a bad citizenship grade. And there was this one teacher who really did not appreciate my style. Mm. And she kept giving me bad citizenship grades. And I said, I went to her and I said, you know, I'm on probation. If I get one more, I'm going to get kicked off, which <laughs> looking back. Yeah. Mrs. Dorn did not care. Yeah. Um, she was probably like, oh, just one more? Yeah. She was like, if I have to look at you in that dumb outfit yeah. one more Friday, I'm going to lose my mind. So um, she said, if you come after school and do, you know, extra credit, then it will raise your your citizenship grade one, you know, so even if you get a bad one. So I did that and I still got a bad one. No. And she said, it would have been worse. <gasps> And I got kicked off. What and a threat. I know that. That a bitch. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there are some teachers that are really yeah. out to get No, I had a children. I had another one that was really intense. Like, but 
But I got kicked off. Half of the squad got kicked off. <laughs> for citizen, for bad citizenship. Yes. Well, it sounds like bad citizenship is really easy to get. It is, but also we had a conduct code as cheerleaders. You weren't allowed to be seen smoking anywhere. You weren't allowed to be seen drinking anywhere. Um, and if anybody saw you do something inappropriate, you would get kicked off. So there what? You basically have a bunch left. of kids narking on you all the time, uh, or I guess it's teachers. Like yeah, you, both, they both. see you smoking. Both. I don't. I don't think the kids did it that much. I don't. That, listen, the kids did not care. No, they were like, we don't care if you're cheerleaders or not. No, cuckoo birds. Whatever you want <laughs> yeah. is fine. Live your life. Live your life. Put on the skirt. Whatever. We don't care. <laughs> go to chorus. Go, go to, to chorus. Go to cheer. Do whatever you need to yeah. do. But my school was divided. The the, we had little labels. Did you have labels in your Meaning school? Meaning what? Like clicks? Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what were, were your, your what were yours? <laughs> we had clicks. There was a click um the year above me. The hot boys, they were called the um oh my god, I need to actually text my friend Patrick because he'll remember it's actually the most embarrassing click name ever. <laughs> it was called like it was not like the D Gaff crew, but it was like something like that. Wow. But I, I need to know the name of your groups. Well, ours were very standard. By the way, my school, when I was going there, I think we were celebrating like 100 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a very uh, old high school. And what I did love about it was that they did have a lot of traditions that were sweet and, you know, everybody embraced them. And um, I'm not saying that the cliques were part of that. But when I got there, they were already labeled that we had um, the jocks, mm. um, the Archies. What are the, oh, like the they, comic? No, I guess. <laughs> I don't even know how it started, but they were like the rich kids. So yeah, I guess. Like they were called was, the Archies. Was rich. Archie like rich in the comic? I have no idea. I don't think so. Is it like a royalty thing? I Maybe don't like know Archibald's, the, like hoity yeah. toity. Oh, I have no idea how it started. The Archies? That's the kind of Archies. like, that's kind of cute. So the Archies were the ones, they were very preppy mm. and they would wear the, you know, top ciders mm. and the whatever was in style I and whatever that. was expensive that everybody else couldn't afford. And then there were the Soshis. I was a Soshi. Soshis? What is that? Like, Soshis? Like, yeah, we were the, we did everything. We did, we went to all the dances. Even the dumb ones. I love like, that. Like we went to, they had a computer dance where they would, <laughs> where you would fill out these forms and then they would match you up with 10 people and you were supposed to go to the dance and dance with those 10 people. Based on like a weird computer algorithm? Yes, but like I like horses. So do I. <laughs> so you would fill this out and then you were supposed to go to the dance and find those 10 people. So my friends and I thought, that was the most hilarious thing. And we were like, we're doing it. So there was a group that was like, no matter what, this dumb school. And it wasn't a dumb school. I loved my school. But whatever dumb thing is happening at our school, we're doing it. Like yeah. Spirit Week, you know, today's um, whatever. Like, like everyone needs to wear blue. Yeah, we were blue head to toe <laughs> beyond like so blue eyeshadow. I like that. Yeah, we had a ball and we drove everybody else crazy because like you guys relax about the high school. <laughs> You're like, no, we love it here. We love it. And then the Archies, you know, 
they would sometimes do sociable things. And sometimes it was like gross. Nobody goes to a computer dance. <laughs> computer dance sounds like really ahead of its time, it actually. It was ahead of its time. It, Did you ever hit it off with anyone at a computer dance? I would like to say no. But, I mean, that being said, I always had a great time. Yes. Um, but did I fall in love at the computer dance? No. See, when I went to high school, the degen- my, like, uh, generation were all, like, degenerates. Because, like, I was in, like, mid-2000s in high school, which is, like, peak culture of, like, everybody's over it. And, and like, boys, like, listening to rap music that's, like, get on your knees, dumb bitch, and suck my uh-huh. dick, and, like, a lot of that, you know? Uh-huh. So I feel like all of our cliques were named, were mostly boys, yeah. and there were cliques that were, like, fuck me crew, or, like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then, then our school was really divided. The way that our school was divided, it was kind of mapped out by where you sat. Yeah. Like, same. First floor by the theater were the theater kids. And a lot of them, a lot of clown style happening when I was in high school. Like long striped socks, Uh girls wearing tutus, things like that. wow. We did not have that. I was like art freaky girl. So I was like always in the dark room being like mysterious and emotional. Did you have heavy eyeliner? I did. I did. I wore a lot of heavy eyeliner. Like maybe black nail polish sometimes? No black nail polish because my mom wouldn't let me wear it. Okay. My mom was like... too much. Well, she was just like, it makes your hands look dirty. And I was (laughs) like, okay. No black nail polish, but like dark, like burgundy tones, you know? You were just, you were just skating by. Emo girl. Yeah. You know, yeah, misunderstood. Well, we had, we also had the freaks. Oh, love the, the freak yeah. crew. So the the freaks were kind of that crew. We also had free kill. So, what? <laughs> Which was a t- it was a little hill, you know, <laughs> and using the word hill loosely. Yeah, this was like a slanted freak piece slope. of ground. Yeah, <clears throat> by the bump. school where they would sit outside and smoke. So that was free kill. I would have been on free kill. Yeah. So the freaks were like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> We want no part of any of you. Um, and they were the black. And, yeah. You know, they were hat. Or. Or. <laughs> you were also a freak if you smoked pot. Or, or really? weed. My, my daughter's always like, why do you say pot? That's so gross. But weed. I say pot. Yeah. Shouldn't, you shouldn't. Why not? Because it makes you look old. How old's your daughter? 18. She's going to be saying pot in no time, honey. I'm counting down the days till she starts being like, where'd you put the pot? Where'd you put the pot? So, yeah, also um, anybody that smoked weed, they were also freaks. Any sort of drug at all. I didn't really see I was going to say, did you you do drugs? Did you drink? Did you smoke cigarettes? I did not do any of those until (laughs) uh, my... Senior year, mm-hmm. I drank. I never smoked cigarettes. I tried weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can call it what the kids call it, which is reefer. I tried the reefer. <laughs> yes. Um, I didn't like it. Mm, devil's it, lettuce, not for you. <laughs> not for me. I was not my wasn't my jam. Wasn't your jam. Also, kids don't say that. <laughs> Um, so, and then other drugs, I didn't see. They were probably there. I was so poor. Like, I, by the way, I would have never even had money to buy any of it. Yeah. So, I don't know how people afforded cocaine in high school. I know. It's still beyond me, but. Well, I bet you that's what the Archies were the doing. The Archies were probably doing yeah. that. Yeah. The Archies were, like, 
wrapping Ralph yes. Lauren around yes. their little necks and yes. blowing lines of coke yes. that they probably got in like Miami. Right. On the weekend. Tell- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was my experience. So the, the Archies didn't really like me. Mm. They didn't care. I didn't show up on the radar. Yeah. But, um, but the chorus crew – loved me the band were you loved me what was your do you have like a memory on chorus where you got to sing something and you were like this is my solo this is my time i'm shining bright the problem with that is (laughs) i'm not a good singer really but they loved you well i'm a lot of fun but i'm not (laughs) a good singer and my chorus teacher hated me. And you got to have one, a chorus or a drama teacher has to hate a star. He hated me and he told me I was never going to go anywhere because I didn't take life seriously enough. And that I laughed too much, so much so that he told me, um, he told me to wear a rubber band around my wrist. <gasps> and he said, you know, really, you need to take this more seriously and he said, whenever you get the urge to laugh, you need to s- snap the rubber band to sort of inflict pain on yourself to snap you into don't laugh. Well, so, which of course makes me laugh just thinking about it. But, <laughs> so I did. I had my rubber band. And this, this, by the way, this teacher was like, he wanted to be number one in the state. Yeah. So we were going to go to nationals. Yeah. You know, so he was very, oh my God. So... I, you know, I put on the rubber band and we're rehearsing and my friends knew that I was wearing the rubber band because they were like, what are you doing? I was like, guys, I have to do. So when he would say something like he, I won't say his name, but the teacher, he once yelled at the one of the other guys and said, Dan, you are a beat off. You are a beat off. And he kept saying, you're a beat off. And I am like, uh-oh. And I like snap my rubber band and it's dead quiet. There are 50 people in the course. It's dead quiet. And, and I snap my rubber band and then makes me laugh. And then everybody's laughing. And then I'm snapping it more. And, of course, my teacher is losing his friggin' mind. He's like, stop it! Take the rubber band off! You're like, what do you want me to do? Like, you told me to snap it. I'm snapping it. I'm just, I'm d- doing everything that you're, you're over saying. here screaming, beating off. <laughs> I'm like, why would you yell at a teenage boy that, yeah, he's beating off too much? It's like, you can't. If you don't know that, that that's funny, I can't help it. I had a gym teacher that when we had to do jumping jacks would tell us to jack it out. <laughs> <laughs> And that would be like, you can't say jack it out. (laughs) And I would always, I would be so high in school a lot of the time. I was a big stoner. So when she said jack it out, I was You were laughing so hard. (laughs) Teachers, like this is what I mean though. Teachers need to know better. They, I don't know if they do know and they're entertaining themselves or they don't know better and they don't care. Yeah. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I have a question for you. Having a child that is now 18, she just graduated high school. Yeah. Like, did you have to go to parent-teacher conferences? And were you ever like... Like, cut this shit. You know, like, as a, as, like, a parent that had a interesting slash fond memory of high school. Right. Like, did you ever feel like... Well, my daughter went to a public high school. So, there weren't a lot of parent-teacher teacher conferences. conferences. There were specific ones, like, if... But but basically, I'm the person that would have to instigate it. Mm. So it wasn't like – but she did go to private schools before that, and there were definitely those mm-hmm. type of um, – like one time <laughs> – this has nothing to do with anything except school. But when my daughter was in um, – she was in a private school in grade school, and she and her friend decided they were going to start a band. Mm-hmm. She was probably eight. Mm-hmm. And none of them played instruments, nor did they sing. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to start a band. And the other girl, Helen, who was really the leader of the band, she was charging people. She wanted kids to bring in $100 to give to her. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a time. That's so And funny. one of the other's mothers was freaking out. I, I'm not. I don't know what to do about giving my daughter $100 to give to Helen. And it's like... <laughs> Don't give your daughter a hundred dollars <laughs> to give, give to, to Helen. Helen. But I do remember that parent teacher conference because the, t- the teacher called me and she's like, "Look, I guess we got to talk about the band." <laughs> <laughs> and she said, she was, "She was basically like, uh, some of the moms are complaining that their kids aren't allowed into the band unless they give a hundred dollars <laughs> to your kids to to." To your daughter and Helen, and uh, I said, I I hear you. I hear you. And she said, I'm just telling you. <laughs> you do with that information whatever you want. Yeah. So she was basically like, look, yeah, they're eight-year-olds. I'm advising other mothers not to give their daughters $100. So do what you will. So she was cool. But, yeah. you know, so I never really had an experience with the teacher that was like, 
here's what we're going to do. Right, right, right. You know. But um, and in high school, if I did have a conference, they were they were actually really nice. cool and like. I do feel like there's a shift. Like I yeah. hope that there's been a shift. But Maybe. when you were in drama, so mm. you were also doing drama there. Were you like the star of the plays or anything like that? Yes, you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. What was your favorite production? Um. Hmm. Well, that was also the hard part. We did a. Well, we did one called Vanities. Oh, yeah, I know Vanities. Mm -hmm. And I got in a lot of trouble for that one. Why? Well, so in Vanities, blah, 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 uh, there was a line in Vanities that was my line um, where assembly. That was when, mm. that was another assembly, word for Assembly, pep, assembly, pep, assembly, right. yes. Where the students had to come and watch. Mandatory. And we were doing a mandatory assembly where the students had to come and watch us do vanities, which, by the way, high school, school students love to watch plays. Love to watch theater. Oh, <laughs> do they? So they told me, do not, one of my lines was, and I said, whatever his name was, Peter, maybe Peter, <laughs> you keep your pecker in your pants. I was told, do not say that line during assembly. It's inappropriate. Not in front of the students. No, you won't. So we did the freshman and sophomore, and I didn't say it. But guess what happened with what? the juniors and seniors? What? I said it. Yes. Oh, I said it. <laughs> um, and of course, you know. I mean, listen, nobody gave a shit, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I got a lecture from somebody. Well, you were like, look, like I spared the young kids. Yes, these guys, believe me, they're saying worse than Pecker. Yeah, there's a movie writing that's NC-17. Half yeah. of the people in the room are over the are age of 17. To, and by the way, it's art. Yeah, it's art. Yeah. So, um, so we had, I mean, but we did plays that my, one of our, our drama teachers, he was a real piece of work. Mm -hmm. So one of the plays that we did was called Gammer Gurton's Needle. <laughs> and it was all in verse. Mm -hmm. So that also was not a huge hit. <laughs> Nor was, um, what was one of the other ones we did? Uh, oh, we did The Man Who Came to Dinner. That was a huge... <laughs> Hit in my mind. <laughs> I got a great review from this school paper. That's great. That meant a lot to me. That's huge. So, those, so those were some of the. But yeah, no. Did we do fun ones that like a chorus? I know, of course not. <laughs> That's we, so crazy. We did Gimmer Gurton's Needle. I was gonna say it sounds like a drama teacher who takes it very seriously. Oh, yes. Yeah, he took it very seriously and. Um, he, he thought it was important. I, I mean, yeah, looking back, he must have been like, I'm going to light this school on fire with Gamer Curtain's Needle. <laughs> they are going to, they're, they're gonna, not going to know what hit they them. They don't even know they're, they don't know that they're going to love it. Yeah. They don't even know they need this, but they need and it. And they're going to be impressed. They're going to be impressed. They're going to be impressed. So just imagine the whole play is about Gamer Curtain. <laughs> Finding a needle. Were you Gimmer Gurton? I was because I remember one line where I find the needle and I say, it's the needle by the mass. Don't know what that means to this day. <laughs> but when we're doing this play, it is just like 
during assembly, just a low roar during the whole time. They're just all, all the students are just talking to each other. Absolutely. Nobody, not a, not a care <laughs> could be given to what was happening on stage. Um, but I took it very seriously. And I was really, I was really, uh, um, I knew that that's what I wanted to do by that point. Mm-hmm. So I took it seriously. I took chorus seriously too, but it didn't really pan out. <laughs> did you have a boyfriend in high school? I did. Was it serious? Yes. I had two. Like my first boyfriend, he was a freshman when I was a no, I was a freshman when he was a senior. Mm, sexual. Scandalous. Scandal. Deep scandal. And then even when he graduated and started going to college, we were still dating. Yeah. Which it somehow feels like really weird. It feels creepy now looking back. Because like if your daughter was a sophomore in high school and was like, I'm just going to go and visit my boyfriend who's a freshman at, at UCLA. Sigma yeah, it's like, uh. In the Sigma Chi house. Yeah. <laughs> not kidding. Uh, it would be like, maybe, maybe not. But yeah. I had broken up with him, but he was really, he really wanted to keep it going. Mm. So that was, but but then I met Really, like, oh, my God, this guy was – my senior year, this guy named Lee, he came into the school during the school year. Mysterious. <sighs> Sexy. So, hot. Like a cute guy that transfers in. Random. I'm it's like, a rom-com. That's how it movies. was. Ro- I was like, by the way, guys, he's mine. Yeah. And he played uh, baseball. So I understood him because I played softball yeah. at, at one point. <laughs> you say, I have this amazing position in softball. I hold the baby. I hold the baby <laughs> on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he was so funny and great and fun. And I still talk to him to this That's day. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, we really had a very soulful connection. Did you think that, like, were you a lovesick teen? Did you think that he was, like, the love of this your life? This has got to be it. Yeah. Um, I sort of went in and out of that, but I knew I was, by that point, I knew I wanted to be an actor. So mm-hmm. I was very, I was aware that that probably wasn't going to happen in Tallahassee, Florida. Right. You know? Um. That I had a whole life ahead of me. I had to <laughs> see what was out there in the world. That's so nice. Yeah. And I didn't know if he – he didn't really have that same sensibility. You know, he was pretty um, – like, why why, why leave? This place is great. Yeah. You know, so it was like I, – I sort of knew. But I, I didn't have, a like, a false idea of, like, we're going to – Stay together Get married and live happily ever after. You were like, did you move to Los Angeles after you graduated? No, I moved. No, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) He went back to West Virginia. Where he, where I assume he transferred from? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And he, well, I stayed in Tallahassee. I went to beauty school. Really? Because I knew I wanted to be an actor, so I thought, oh, I should get my cosmetology license so I'd have something to Fall do while I was trying to get an acting job. Yep. Because I didn't think I was going to graduate. And, but so I went to beauty school. And then after that, I went to West Virginia University. I trans—I didn't transfer, but I went up there 
to be with him. Wow. And then we broke up. Yes, classic. Mm -hmm. Did you graduate from there? No. Then I went back to Florida and I graduated from the University of Central Florida. There you go. So, you know, but I still, but we had, but but Lee and I, we thought that like some things in high school were so funny. Yes. And we, I still have notes. We would really? pass each other notes in the hall. What would they say? Like, oh, long notes. Letters. Um, letters. Um, and you know, by the way, this is how old I am. We weren't. You weren't supposed to pass notes in high school. Yeah. You weren't allowed to pass a note in high school. That's the same with me in my high school. You weren't? No. And I got in trouble one time really bad for passing a note. And the note contained scandalous information. <laughs> what did you do? Did the teacher see it? Well, the note was passed to me. A note containing information that a boy was cheating on his girlfriend. Oh, boy. That is and the girl, not for the masses. No. And the girl that he was cheating with the mistress, if yes, you will, of was the one who passed me the note telling me this. Now, the scandal was the girlfriend and the mistress, we all had science class together. Oh. The girl passed me the note. Uh, oh, no. I read it, and I go, oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I read it, and I'm like, <gasps> And then I, like, make the connection, and then I fold it, and I put it in my notebook, and then me uh -uh. dumb ass like end of class i pick up my notebook and it oh, just no. flutters down to the ground did you see it flutter yes i did okay and i thought i was gonna have time to pick it up no another student picked it up read it <gasps> found the information and then we wow. are gonna have to cut her name looks at me and goes were you passing notes in class like so stern and I was like, what? Like playing this dumb. This is a teacher? This is yeah. a student? Oh, okay. A teacher. We went by first names at my progressive oh, high school. Oh, that would She goes, were you passing notes at cl in class? And I was like, uh, uh. And the one fucking narc kid that picked up the note was like, yeah. Yeah, she was. And I was like, oh. oh. And then everyone got mad at me because I was just the middleman right. that knew the information. The, right. Why is that your fault? I said, I didn't want this girly writing me this note. Right. I didn't ask for it. No. So what happened? Did the teacher read it to the class? The teacher then anything? got the note and also read it. So then we all knew. Knew the secret. Yes. But the teacher didn't read it to everybody. Right? No. I mean, she. I'm sure she imagine. wanted to. I'm sure she was like like sucking on a bone. Yeah. I'm sure she was like, looking at that thing like, yeah, yeah. I got some power. Yeah, exactly. Um, we mostly didn't have scandalous notes. It was mostly hilarious. Like, uh, you know, I know you have your chorus re uh, recital tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself when I see you in that polyester <laughs> long gown that you stapled the hem of, you know. So sexy notes. Yeah, so yeah. super sexy. So there were things like that where we were just really making ourselves laugh. We had a lot of inside jokes. And oh, one of the things, this is, I've never said this to anybody. Oh my God, I'm so uh, honored. One of our little um, secrets, me and my friends. You and the Soshis. And the Soshis, but just a certain a few of the Small Soshis, select Soshis. We came up with a code called Pudicuff. 
<laughs> what is that? It's fucked up backwards. Pudica. Yeah. That's really so, good. On our notes, we would be like, should we get Pudicuff this weekend? And it's like, yes, Pudicuff, definitely. So that was also part of us. So there were things like that, you know. That's really smart. I have to say, I really like Pudicuff. I'm yeah. going to start saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Pudicuff is actually like for teen slang, that's actually a really good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Pudicuff. Yeah. And and in your yeah. mind, when you're passing the notes, you're like, these teachers are never going to know. They will it. never figure <laughs> that one out. They'll never uh, decipher this code. Like, uh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of notes like that. I love that. Okay, wait, really quickly. The name of the toxic boy crew that I couldn't remember, yes. they were called the Legit Chillers. <laughs> And these were the hot boys that, like, everyone wanted to fuck. They would be like, are you going to hang out with the legit chillers later? The legit chillers. And I had a boy. intimidating. I know. I had a boyfriend who was a legit chiller. Wow. Not to brag. And then you chilled Um, Did they, was it like a... um, a real club was there no any, no they just were like we'll it was just a crew that, that labeled themselves that labeled themselves the legit chillers yeah. they would it, they were they were the 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 like rich hot boys yeah. that weren't they weren't preppy mm-hmm. but they were drinkers yeah they weren't necessarily stoners. They were mostly just like drinkers that would have like, the big like to parties. Get yeah, they like to get food <laughs> Um. Oh my God! Knock, knock, knock. Is that the uh, knock to the school guidance counselor's office? Mm. Why? Yes, it is. Welcome to the high school guidance counselor's office. Yeah. I'm your high school guidance counselor. Yeah. In this segment of the show, I give you the opportunity to rectify a wrongdoing of the high school past. Yeah. You can use this time to say fuck you to someone to apologize, and then whatever you know, whatever's been <clears throat> gnawing at you for the past, you know. Few decades. Let's not put a. I'm gonna say for the past seven years. Seven years since I was in high school. Um, you know, now is your time to release it. To release it from your soul. I feel like I do owe some people from my chorus group an apology because at the time I thought it was funny, and it still is funny. But (laughs) um, we went on a cruise. One of our high school chorus trips was a cruise which was that's crazy yeah it's crazy when you think back also growing up in florida i was gonna say florida drive over to the coast yeah take you out i don't know how far i actually went to the bahamas so wow um but my friends so everybody had four people to a cabin so i mean it was the mistake of my chorus teacher to put me and my three best friends in the same cabin. And it absolutely is it, on that was, That's on him. Mm-hmm. But um, we decided we wanted to play practical jokes on everybody. So um, <laughs> we, we went on a mission to try to get people's um, room keys. And we got a lot of them. And um, one of them was like we went to the girls, like the sort of the most popular girls in mm. chorus who – were very prim and proper and like, oh, my God, you mm-hmm. did not just say that. Um, we went into their room and we took all their bras <laughs> and then we put them up in our friends in the guy's room <laughs> who were our guy friends. They were also cute mm-hmm. that all the girls loved. Um, but we we 
we put them up in their room, um, you know, and then so, and then we listened, you know, because we could not wait for them all to come back into their rooms. And the guys came back and they were like, what the fuck? (laughs) And they were like high-fiving each other. And, you know, this is causing a big stir. And then the girls are like, Oh my God, those are ours. And they are furious with the guys. And the guys are like, we didn't I we didn't do we it. We just thought we walked into a yeah. gift of bras. And we were in our room laughing. <laughs> but you know, looking back, was that an invasion of privacy <laughs> to both parties? Yes. yes. That's not nice. No. And not only them, but I'm pretty sure there was another group where we Got all the girls' underwear from one room and all the guys' underwear from another room and, and switched, switched them. <laughs> That's good. And, um, you know, it sounds funny. Yeah, it is. But really, do you want – and, and what, like, one of the guys only ha- – I mean, we could only find one one pair of underwear. And at the time, it was kind of funny. But now looking back, it's like, I don't know why he only had one pair one of underwear. underwear. Maybe he couldn't help it. So that's not yeah. funny. At the time, it was funny. But um, <laughs> but when we – so we switched their underwear. And, you know, yes, I apologize for that. It wasn't, it wasn't nice. The great panty swap. It was. It wasn't nice. No. It was an invasion of privacy. Yes. We had no right going into somebody's stuff. Absolutely not. Going into their room when they weren't there and rifling through their stuff. Criminal. It's criminal. I wouldn't want somebody doing it to no. me. I would have been concerned that like my underwear would have like period stains. Remember when you're in high school so and you got many like, period of stains? I know. I think it's just part of being a girl. Like, you yeah. don't know when that thing's coming. I and know. you don't know when it's completely done. And you're yeah. like, oh, God, I thought it was in the clear. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, you know, and you always thought, oh, guys aren't going to understand it. Yeah. They're going to think it's like a diarrhea stain. But well, we- I'm, I did have an experience where a guy oh. saw my underwear and was like, wow. is that shit? Oh. <laughs> And I was like, it's blood. Like, <laughs> better than shit, it's blood. You don't understand what yeah. I go through. It's not very fair being no. a woman. It's so hard. No, it's awful. Yeah. And putting in a tampon for the first time is the worst oh, thing in the world. My, and taking it out. Oh. You can't find it. And that's a thing. It's. I mean, my mom, for whatever reason, made my sister and I, no. <laughs> to both of us, no. she made us lay flat on the no. floor. No, thank you. Flat? Yeah, I don't know why. She made us lay flat on the floor, and then she was like, this is how you do it. She was not a very hands-on person like that. She was, like, not about that. But I was I did ballet. So uh, my mom was like, well, I can't have you wearing a pad, right. you know, You'll because it'll stick out. Thing. So, yeah, I laid, I remember I laid flat oh. on the floor. And for the longest time, I was like, do you have to lay flat to put one of these <laughs> things in? <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, because Yeah, and then finally my dear friend Allie Gordon was like, you don't what are you doing? need That's to actually... lay down <laughs> to put it in. Ah, uh, that was before the internet. Yeah. Oh wait. Well, was no. That I mean, the... oh, you could have Googled it. Not really, though. It was when internet was weird. It was like right. It was like chat it was two thousand three internet. Right. Which People is like going on there for personal stuff. It was like no. I wear the beanie babies. 
Like Google wasn't, <laughs> yeah. Where can I get the Beanie Baby? That was it. <laughs> yeah. It so was, the internet was used for Beanie Babies and yeah. like shock porn. Yeah. That was, that was it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I miss that. I, I the, want the internet so to be for Beanie Babies now. I know. When that's the biggest scandal is like underground Beanie Baby sales. It's I like, know. It was oh, huge. Those days. My mom also never let me be involved in that. I remember being like, but I want the purple. There was like a purple charity yes. one. I just, you know, I do a podcast with Tig Notaro, Yes. And we do a podcast called Tig and Cheryl True Story. Also on this gorgeous called, network. Yes. And we watch a documentary and then we talk about that documentary every, you know, every week it's a different one. And by the way, we don't talk about it in a um, critical or even intellectual way. <laughs> yeah. It's just what you observe. It's just things that pop up. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, we'll just, sometimes we barely even talk about the documentary at all. But we just did Beanie Mania. How was that doc? It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Is it interesting? Well, listen, I can I can sum it up in three sentences. Great. Uh, Beanie Babies came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some moms were crazy about the Beanie Babies, and then other moms became crazy about the Beanie Babies. They started exploding, and Beanie Babies made a lot of money, and then uh, people started knocking them off. Right. And then... But around that time was the Princess Diana died. That's and that, that and they made the pr- Princess Diana beanie baby, and uh, people and people were reselling them for so much. And um, long and short of it, the guy that ran it, Ty, yeah, Ty, was evading taxes. Turned out to be not a very cool guy. I mean, he still sells them at his hotel properties. Does he? Yes. Hmm. So, I mean, one of the biggest scan the only scandal really in that thing was um, that one of the, the people that worked there said when when Beanie Babies first became huge, uh-huh. he gave all of his employees a um, a bonus of whatever their their salary was. At the end of the year. So they were like, wow, that's so generous and nice. Yeah. And then the next year when it really exploded and they were making a billion dollars, he made a specific beanie baby for them called the billion dollar beanie baby. That was <laughs> billion a billion dollar baby? That was a beanie baby with a dollar sign on it. And that's what he gave the employees as their bonus. And then so people... They were worth something because it was limited, but he had numbered them. So if somebody did try to sell them on, you know, whatever Craigslist, he would follow and tr- figure out who was selling their That's priceless Beanie Baby for $6,000. Well, I will say he owns one of the fanciest hotels in California. Which one? San Ysidro Ranch. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, and this is taking I don't really do any exploring <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, facts. Yeah. Well, okay. Ty Warner we're talking about. Yes. Yes. He also owns the property where the Four Seasons was in Santa Barbara. He owns the property, I think, I think he owns the property where the Rosewood is now in Santa Barbara. He owns like half of Santa Barbara and Montecito. Oh, wow. So San Ysidro Ranch, for those listening, now we're really off the topic of high school, but whatever, here we are. Um, it's like 
fancy, fancy, fancy. Gwyneth Paltrow got married there. You know, it's like right. fancy the town. Beautiful. It's yeah, beyond gorgeous. Yeah. It's so stunning. Yeah. And my husband took me there one time for dinner. We didn't okay. stay there, no, but he took not, me there for you're dinner. Not worth that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this restaurant is so gorgeous and romantic and stunning and sophisticated. And then I see that all of the waitresses are carrying around. Beanie baby little bags that they need to carry around with them. It's part of their uniform. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I'm coming here For a sophisticated evening and you're pulling out your friggin' beanie baby bag. We're going to spend maybe $500 here. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, come on. I don't want to see a fucking a beanie, beanie baby, baby while I'm eating some like, like uni amuse bouche. Yeah. You did know? it have eyeballs? Yes. On? Oh. <laughs> because one of the women in this documentary is like, I don't know. I just fell in love with the beanie babies because their eyes were so expressive. And it's like, um. Other uh, plastic, hun. <laughs> <laughs> they don't move, babe. You're going to need to give that a second look. <laughs> oh, my. I have to tell Tig this story. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That is. You guys should, you and Tig should treat yourself to a fancy meal oh, up at San Ysidro. Oh, my God. And, and by the way, <gasps> when you go into their gorgeous, you know, yeah. hotel shop. Yes. I'm a sucker for a hotel shop. I, I love. Oh, my God. I love hotels. It's a bunch of shit that you would never, never buy. Never in a million years. But when you get there, you're like, oh, my God, I do need yeah. a deck of playing cards with waves on them. Yeah. <laughs> it made my life so much better and more peaceful. Yeah. Like, I need a pillow that's a giant pom-pom made yes. of alpaca. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know I needed it until yeah. this very moment. Yeah. yeah. And they sell Beanie. racks of Beanie Babies. <gasps> That is shocking to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do, I cannot wait to tell Tim yeah, this. It's crazy. <laughs> because from this documentary, it kind of seemed like, well, he was found guilty for tax evasion. And instead of doing any jail time, he got two years probation. Mm, classic. So he was probably just running his, running his little Beanie Baby his hotel beanie baby business. Ho- <laughs> and I like that he makes them yeah. wear Beanie Baby I know. pouches. I'm sure I can. I'm sure we can Google it when we're, yeah. when we're done recording. Oh, we'll Google it. Um, okay, wait. We're in the home stretch of okay. the pod. I have a few more questions okay, to ask yes, you, and then I'll release please. you from this talk jail. I, I'm, like I said, I could talk about this forever. For if you get, wait, hold on. Do we have a classmates corner? We do. What is it? This is are my listeners write in to talk oh to the guidance counselor that is I'm us. I'm scared. What is this one? I can't wait to hear who we have today. Also, oh, it's okay. Tevi is sorting out some technical issues. Also, if you would like uh, me to therapize you with my guest, please email us at seniorsuperlativespod mm. at gmail.com with the subject line classmates corner. Okay, wow. Tevi, take it away. Today's not so much of a story, but more of a like a posing a question for you both. Okay. Um, dear guidance counselor, do you think it's possible to thrive in your hometown? Ever since the pandemic started, I've stayed around my hometown partially because I like being close to my mom, partially because it's where a lot of my college friends ended up, despite my lukewarm interest in sustaining those friendships, but mostly because it's easy and familiar. And what more could a girl want in these times? I'm from a suburb of a city that is still pretty urban, so there's plenty going on, but I can't help but feel like it might not be possible for me to learn what I've got to learn and create what I want to create when I'm constantly worried about running into my old friends and most significantly most significantly, my ex from high school. Mm. Do you think it's only possible to find yourself in new environments or is it possible to thrive and discover myself 
without all the uprooting and anxiety that comes with moving to a new place. So much love, Greta. Thanks, Lily. Mm. You got to leave, hon. That's so funny. I would say the do- I would say the opposite. <laughs> okay, my take is okay, you, you, you gotta go. spread your wings and fly. Leave that town. Leave them all behind. Never, never look back. <laughs> never <laughs> never look, back. look back. What's your advice? Uh, you know, my best friends from high school. Like two of them left. Two of them stayed. And um, the two that stayed, they really like it there. That's great. So I think you can find yourself there, but. Not if you're if your fear is running into yes. people you know, then I think you need to figure out how to work through that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's a long life where you're like, yeah. I don't want to go to Win Dixie because yeah. I'm afraid to run into what's his name that I dated yeah. in 1987. Yeah, but you you know if she if she and it does sound like it would take a minute for yeah. her to really get it straight in her mind, straight in her mind what she wants to learn yes. from life. And if she can learn that from where she is. Um, but also, what will I say to this person? She needs to empower herself. Yes. What will I say to this person when I run into him? And think about it ahead of time so it's not like, oh, God, hi. Right. You like chicken too? This is, <laughs> I just saw you in the chicken section. <laughs> you know, but, you, you know, to say, how are you? Yeah. Whatever it is, if you want to have a, a real connection or if you want to keep it superficial and it's good to see you yeah. and you march on. Or you can do the incredibly mature thing and ignore. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. do what I do. Make eye contact, dead face. You look, you do this. <laughs> and then you walk away. This is that you are not registering with <laughs> yeah. me at all. I mean, the thing is about, I love my hometown of Tallahassee and I, there is something very sweet about it. There's something you know, I find the older I get that it's nice to have real connections with people that you have a history with. Yeah. Um, but if the other people are holding you back, yeah, then maybe go elsewhere. I do think that you can stay and thrive in your hometown, but I agree with the wise Cheryl that you need to do personal, like internal work yeah. of being like, okay. And also you need to make concerted effort to not retreat back to the comforts right. of your high school self. Right. Where you need to do the things as an adult in your hometown that you want to do. Want to do and that, that you didn't that, do when you were young. Yeah. If you're hoping to grow, you know, don't blame it on, oh, I just decided to stay in my hometown so I didn't. Yeah. So I'll just keep doing this thing. Like that's, that's not going to help you. No, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And I have a lot of friends that stayed in D.C., that live in D.C., and their lives in D.C. are nothing like their, like high, school life. Yeah. their high school life No, but all. my friends, you know, their kids went to the same high school that we yeah, went to. Yeah, that's sweet. I have a, one of my friends is a teacher there. I love one that. One of my friends was the principal. So it's like it's there's a sweetness about it if you want it. Right. If that's not, you know – fulfilling enough if you're going to be sitting there going what am I missing right in another city then go do that thing and you can always go back you can always go back home is where the heart is that's right um did you have oh wait if you go back in time and give your high school self any advice what would it be I really wish I would have tried harder in my classes Mm. because I really did not what was the GPA <laughs> sure was in the twos. Mine was in the twos, too. Yeah. So I I wish I, I mean, I'm sure there was stuff that I should have learned. <laughs> but you had fun. I had so much fun. So I do think there is something to be said 
I know a lot of kids in high school who were so stressed out, so obsessed right. with grades, with grades and wh- where and they were going to go to school and all they of that. They didn't even have their like adolescence. Right, right. Because it's like when we're adults, we have to stress about yeah. all of this shit. Yeah. And when you're kids, like, yeah, you got you to gotta yeah. do something. Right. You know? But, you know, I didn't have any money and I probably could have gotten scholarships somehow mm. if I had just – but I didn't think I was going to go to college. After high school, I was like, I'm done. Right. But I I wish I would have thought about that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I read more of the books. You know what I did? I I read zero of the books when Mm -hmm. I was in high school. And then uh, when I moved to L.A., I decided I'm going to go back. I'm going to read all the books that I probably should have read. I'm like reading Wuthering Heights and (laughs) loved it. It's great. I was like. Oh my God! Wuthering Why Heights, didn't I read this? Catcher in the Rye. I read all. Yeah, the Great books. Gatsby. Yes. Mm. So I was like, no wonder they wanted us to read these. Yeah, they're great. How did I do book reports where I ha- never read one book? I also do feel like Catcher in the Rye. I know that recently it was banned at some schools. Yeah, it's. Th- I'm like, what? What's, yeah. <laughs> No. I'm like, because it's about a grumpy, angsty teen that like right. calls people phonies. Why are we right. banning this? Why is that a bad thing? Meanwhile, my stepdaughter had to read um, Lolita, which I read with her because I was like, oh, yeah, I never read Lolita. And I'm like, this thing is <laughs> intense. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they reading about uh, uh, young, like yeah, underage young sex? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the advice I would give myself. Um, did you have an outfit in high school where you were like, this is my hottest outfit. I am so confident. I can rule the world in this outfit. Mm. And if so, what was that outfit? Mm. That is a good question. Uh, shoot. I I didn't have that many outfits. <laughs> like, a, like a garment where you were just right. like, this is me. Well, I had this polka dotted sort of crop top shirt. Love it. And striped pants. I love it. And I felt like, look who's mixing and matching their <laughs> patterns. <laughs> and all the other girls are wearing their, like you said, Ralph Lauren with yeah. the collars and the sweaters. And I'm like, mm-mm. Power clashing. Yeah, I am power clashing with my bright colors. <laughs> I love So I'm not that. going neutral. No. Um, and I always felt like, yeah, I'm... There were actually, there was one girl in our school who never wore the same outfit twice. What? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? I don't know, but she did. Oh, my And God. she knew that was what she was known for, and she leaned into it. Wow. And I was like, I, it's beyond, I don't understand how that happened. Me Four with my years. striped pants and my polka dot shirt, <laughs> like every Friday, this is my, it's my Friday. Look yeah, again. you're like, I'm hitting you with this hot <laughs> outfit again. You guys can't wait to see what I've got mixed up for you. Yeah, ready. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you wear to your senior prom? Well, for my senior prom... First of all, I went to prom every year uh, <laughs> because a senior invited me every year. And that's not your fault. It's not my fault. But <laughs> I had no money. So every year my sister and my friend, Linda, and I, we would go to the Goodwill mm-hmm. to find dresses, which was hilarious and fantastic. <laughs> and we actually found pretty good dresses. But one year my sister, <laughs> we put on our dresses Right before our dates got there, we were looking at her, uh, 
Becky, my sister, Dr. Becky Hines's dress. And she said, you know what? Uh, these are giraffes. Like it's a pattern of giraffes <laughs> on my dress. But it was kind of light gray. And and I was like, oh, oh. And we were both like, is this bad? It might be bad. And it was just like, ah, uh, no choice. Like just you're going to have to wear the giraffe dress. And we like laughed all night. We laughed so much That's about so her funny. giraffe dress. And then my senior year um, – we decided to all, not all, but a group of girls exchange dresses. Mm, that's nice. So we were like, I loved your dress from last year and you want to borrow it? I said, oh my God. That's sweet. You. So it was great. So we all just shifted around dresses. And what it was, color was it? It was black. Mm. And my prom date's mom was furious. Really? Because why would you wear black to the prom? Is this Lee's mom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She did not think it was appropriate and too sophisticated. And, you know, why wouldn't you wear a springtime color? What a strange, it was strange. Odd. No, it was scandalous. The freak hill to die on. Yeah, the freak hill to die on. <laughs> Angry that I wore a black, a black so dress. So silly. By the way, that wasn't even mine. Yeah. But, um... No regrets, y'all. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> um, and finally, my last question of this perfect podcast is, did you have a senior superlative? Yes. My senior. Although when I tell people this, uh, some people get the wrong idea. Uh, but I was voted friendliest. Okay. Which I think is fine. But then if, I, if some guy ever asked me and I say friendliest, they were like, oh, does that mean you got around? Oh. I'm like, no, it wasn't like, this wasn't a code for like j got around. Yeah, I'm not like sucking every guy yeah. off friendly. Yeah, literally, I was friendly to people. Yeah. Like, yeah, why can't a girl just be friendly? I don't know. I could but, see that. I could see you as friendliest. Thank you. Because I, I, I do feel like I got along with everybody. Like I understood the jocks, once again, from yeah. my softball pass. <laughs> I understood the band members yeah. from my chorus Absolutely. You know, experience. And then the Archies, I appreciated sure. their style. And the freaks, I mean. And the freaks, God bless them. God bless them. You know, they're like flying the flag. They're yeah. Own, and I'm like, thank you, guys. You had, I feel, I do feel like you probably had a little bit of everyone inside of you. I did. I did. Well, because by the way, the only people in drama were freaks. Yeah. Well, obviously. The freaks and one Soshi. Yeah. <laughs> Free, all freaks, one Soshi. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. That they're, they supported me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I was like, I. You're what like we I call understand. a floater. I was a floater. Yeah. Was a floater. A floater. Yeah. All, I do feel like it's very common with creatives to be floaters. Ah. Because you need to kind of understand. Where they're coming from. And the alchemy of the school. Right. And you're like, okay, I get it. I'm a floater. No, I think you're right. Yeah. It's been a t spending time judging. Yeah. There was a lot of, ju a lot of judgment. Teens love to judge. It was hard. There were parts of it that were so Hard. hard. Painful. Being a teenager is really painful. And it's and once again, like we said at the beginning, it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real pain. Yeah. That shouldn't be discarded. Well, it's very confusing because I do yeah. think, like we said up top, you have a lot of these really real big emotions that are like 
informing kind of the they're imprinting on you right you know that's true and then that is you true. also know that you shouldn't take them serious it's like it's all very well it's like dress going to you know uh goodwill for your prom dress right like it is it's painful being in high school and not being able to afford a prom dress. Right. It is – it's like a real It's pain. humiliating. Yeah. It's... And so it's like – it's – once again goes to how can you empower somebody who's in that position. Right. Because your instinct as a parent now is to protect your kids from being in that um, – my kids are never going to have to, you know, go through Do what that, I went through. yeah. But it really, somebody just told me, and I thought it was so interesting, a very wise doctor in <laughs> therapy, um, <laughs> who said, when your kid turns 12, that's when, yes, you're still, you still need to protect them, but you need to start empowering them. Mm. So realizing you're not going to be able to protect them from all the stuff that comes at them, but empower them to figure out a way to handle it right so i was fortunate because my sister was a few years older we share the same sensibility and instead of being really sad about it not to say it didn't make me sad that i couldn't afford a prom dress mm -hmm. but to shift your thinking and instead of saying well then i can't go to prom go, right. oh yeah we'll fucking figure this out yeah. we're gonna go we would laugh so hard so nice didn't take ourselves seriously when we went to the prom it wasn't you know, we didn't feel like we had to have that princess moment right. of walking into the prom. And right? like every and every and everyone like the world stands still. Yeah, and yeah they all turn in slow yeah. motion to look at yeah. you. Yeah, so it was good for me to learn that. Um, and I think also, you know, when you're saying what's the advice you can give to yourself if you could, mm -hmm. it would be that. Yeah, you know, learn how to empower yourself. Yeah. Um, so you're not scared. Yeah. And you're not, you don't feel like a victim. Yeah. It's the last, I know that we've been like going a really long time <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to end on this Sorry. point, but I do think of like, you know, I am thinking, I, I observe teens. <laughs> I observe teens now. I sound so <laughs> you sound creepy. really old. <laughs> but like now when I'm like, if I see like TikToks or like uh -huh. Gen Z type stuff, they all feel very empowered to me mm. in a way that like I am envious of. Right. And at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> it does make me feel old because I'm like, you need to learn the hard way. You know right, what I mean? Right. Where I'm like, who's telling you you're fucking awful? Right. No one. Like all right. of you guys just are empowered and feel good about yourself. Well, I do think the pendulum has swung a little bit and even you know my daughter growing up it was there are no losers mm -hmm. if there's a soccer match or whatever and it's like mm. <laughs> I mean I remember her there was there was a, a one year in a different school she was in when she was little you know they had a um, Halloween costume contest mm -hmm. And my daughter really wanted to win, but also did not put any work into her costume. <laughs> Let this... She's like, I'm a witch. Yeah, she just puts on yes. a little hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sure I got this in the bag. And mm -hmm. we went, and um, it was really cute, and they did their stuff, and um, somebody else won. And she was so furious and angry and mad. And I said, Kat, 
that's, you know, yeah. this is what happens when when there's a contest, one person wins, but then the next year they'd never had them. They never had a contest again. They just They're had like, like can't do it. the parade. Because yeah. I, I mean, I never went back to the faculty and said, oh my God, my daughter cried all the way home. No. But I have a feeling there were parents. Of course. Like but so I don't know if that's that helpful, you know. Yeah. Because there are those lessons that need to, to that be are going to have to be learned yeah. sometime. But so it's kind of a swinging yeah. to, uh-uh, exactly. I'm not going to take that from nobody. Right. Like, you're going to have to take some <laughs> of that from me. Eventually, you will. You're going to have to take some of it from somebody, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming on my Thank podcast. You. I've had such a lovely time talking with you. I have had such a great time talking to you. Now you, I feel like all I want to do is talk about high school. You, you, you know what? You can come back for part two anytime you want. I would love to. I am here for it. You, Thank you. You have been such an inspiration to me oh. in my in my co- career as a comedian and actor. That's and I so I feel nice so happy that you're here. Thank you. Um, everyone listen to your podcast with yes. Tig. Tig and Cheryl, True Story. It's a fabulous show. I'm going to I'm gonna listen to it on my way home. Well, it's ridiculous. Don't. <laughs> do not think that. Pe- Sometimes people will write it. I mean, most people write in and say, oh, my God, this made me do a spit take when I was, you know. Um, we have a lot of people that are like nurses and doctors that are that do heavy things all day. <laughs> and so they listen to this because it's... They're like, when I was performing a triple bypass, I did a spit take. <laughs> so we have a lot of people write it and say that. But uh, yeah, so it's just silly and fun. Can't wait. Silly and fun. I love if it. you like silly and fun, li- listen, to listen. Yeah. listen to the pod. Come on. Um, as always, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. Please give me five stars, only positive reviews. I am sensitive. I um, get it. You know, it's yeah. just like. Why bother otherwise? I had just a, don't listen. If you I had like. a guy tweet at me the other day saying, I listen, listen to you on Netflix as a joke. Just looked at your Twitter. Not funny at all. Awful. <laughs> I was like. Okay. Thanks. What? <laughs> Honey, you're clearly obsessed because you're looking me up. Right. And <laughs> spending time to write this. Yeah. That it's like, okay. It's so stupid. It's impossible. Um, okay, please, please just enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs> and as I say every week, stay cool, never change. Until next time. Ciao. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>